So we got a powerful verse of the day, bro. First Timothy two five. It's a powerful one, eh? Yep. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Yes, he is. That's important. Yeah. You know, that, that's, that's what I call an order, order scripture. An order scripture, okay. No, scripture that tells you exactly how things are going, and that's the order we should follow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's a good scripture because uh, it's direct, right? It's There's no, like, sugarcoating anything. It's direct. Yeah. Yeah. Like the song says, you know, you come to the Father from Jesus' Son. You give God all the glory, good things he has done. That's the truth. You only get them. Right. I see we got another message from Ali. I'm just going to exit it quick. Yep. He ain't talking about anything anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see who's listening right now. We got Jay Moss listening. We got Deep Reach Thinker listening. You guys have any questions? We kind of have an open talk right now. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't heard much from Deep Rich for a little minute. I want my hearing what he, he's up to. Yeah, I watched that D, uh, the show with uh, Deep Rich and Alexander. That was a good show. Ooh, I bet it was. I, I'm about to go back and listen to that one. Yeah. yeah, but um, Jay Moss and Miles pretty had a good one yesterday. They was making up for Thursday with their uh, reread the Bible every okay. night show. Oh, yeah, that yeah, show. Was, I, I watched some of that, yeah. Or listen, listen to some. Listen to some. <laughs> That's what I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, that, yeah, I think that's where a lot of, like I said, with, um, when me and Jay Moss went on about man up. And is that this world is all messed up because we don't know the proper order of things. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh-huh. Yeah, really yep. good point. Yeah. Because men are out of order, and the women are out of order, therefore the children are out of order. That means the whole family out of order. The church is out of order, the neighborhood is out of order, the city is out of order. Society's out of order. <laughs> yeah, the whole, every, this whole system is out of order. You know why? Because we didn't step the head, and that started back in, in Adam and, with Adam and Eve. It, the real sin is not that they even ate ate the truth, ate ate from the fruit. The real sin is that they let the devil convince them to lust after it. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's yeah, that, that is true. Yeah, if you put it that way, that is true. Yeah. Yeah, because the lust is actually the sin. Because once you have the lust, then you're gonna that's when you're gonna end up breaking the law. Right, hundred percent, man. We got we got a message from Jay Moss. There we go. Well, um, how are you, gentlemen, doing? Huh? Now, and uh, I'm just wondering uh, what what is uh, the topic or what is the conversation about, or is it just open, you know, dialogue between you two brothers, or or what? What's going on? I think I'll change the name of it. Change the name real quick. Yeah, you can put a yeah, Christian talk up there or something. Yeah. 
Oh, I, I got it. I already got the idea. Because we're just we're just catching up right now. We're talking about uh, past experiences. I'm really talking yeah. about. But I still want to. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. making I'm making it more specific topic, which still a general topic, and I didn't and I didn't particularly say it. A, I said it a certain way, so that it doesn't have to all be um, necessarily. Okay. So other people can So other people can chime in on that. Yeah, that, that helps control the conversation. But yep, yeah. keeping it in order because that's keeping it in order. Out of order, yeah, yeah. Because we so know that, when things out of, out of order, society collapses. You know. Yep. Well, it starts off as when when things are out of order, the family collapses. You got to start there because the family is, is, is the beginning of everything. Well, not the beginning of things. Ourselves are, because we actually are the temple. And then the family is the, is the beginning of the assemblance of people together. So, right. yes, we start off, we have to be in order, because if we're not in order, especially us men, then we can't keep the family in order, and then it just snowballs downhill from that point. 100%, bro. So what's your advice to keep us in order? What do we have to do to stay in order? Well, it's real simple how we stay in order. And that's, the, and that's to follow God's principles and to, ha- and to have that in-love relationship with him. Right. And it, but really, more importantly, it's the love for it first. Because without the love for it, it makes it so much harder to keep the commandment. And then even if you do keep them, you're not keeping them. You're, you're end up keeping the, the, the visual state of keeping the commandment, but not... The spirit of the commandment. Okay. So you, you know, it's the difference between, like I explained on another show, when I said it's different between a husband and a wife. They've been together for, you know, a month. You know, they just got married. They're still in the honeymoon period. When he comes to the door, the wife comes to him all excited, and, right. and he comes to her all excited, and they all. And they love talking. And then even before he even comes to the door, all day long, they've been on the phone talking, 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 sending text right. messages, voice messages, everything. Everything, yeah. Because that, that relationship is hot. But, you know, you see the, uh, old, some older couples, not all of them, because that's, they're saying everyone. Some of them, they might just get caught up into a habit like, hey, dear, you know, I just can't do I'm bake, making the bacon. He's like, yeah, yeah, husband. Yeah, I got through picking the bacon. Oh, the kids take care. Yeah. And they come, they sit down. They might sit on the same couch. Or be like, you know, he on her phone. They on, he, on, he on her phone. And they just doing it. They're, they're, they're doing the right things, but with no passion. No passion. Yeah, you're right. You see that a lot. Yeah. yeah actually, yeah. And that's how a lot of people's relationships are with God. They'll do the right things, but with no passion. And when you do it with no passion, then you're in, you're in danger of being like the church of Ephesus. Yeah. Yeah, that's a well, good point. Well, uh, what Christ told him to say, you need to go back to your first love. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, he's going mm-hmm. to take, take your candlestick and blow it out. Let God be our first love in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see, that's what we have to understand. 
like with terms like they say fear and and reverence, it really those terms actually come back to deep respect and love. Because if you when people say fear fear of God, they don't they they look at it from the human standpoint. Oh, that they look at one definition of fear, which is like oh, be scared what he's going to do to you. So I better not do this here, or else he's going to do something to me. But that's not right. the relationship God wants with us. He wants a relationship where we love him so much that we we don't want to we don't want to hurt his feelings. Right, hundred percent. All right, who, who who just left the message? We got a message from Colleen. All right, let it play. Fear is the absence of light, and the light is the love. Right. Yeah. It actually talks about that. I can't remember the verse well here, but you know you you can't truly and that. When you read the Bible, you have to be careful because you have to look at the definition of what fear meant. When it, in some places where it says fear, it means awe, awe and reverence. We're awe and reverence. Other places where it says fear is meaning being the state of being afraid. So you have to be careful with just the word alone. So when we say, when I say fear, I'm talking about the awe and the reverence of God, and that's the thing we should have: the respect. Not fear right. as in we are afraid. Right. Oh, see, because um, and I'm going to show you the difference between the two. Let's go back to Genesis, right? Okay. Now, remember, remember it talked about um, God and Adam were walking around in the garden in the cool of the day. You remember that reference before? I do, yeah. In the cool I of do. the day, and they walk around, yeah. right? So right. him walking around right. with God, that was showing the awe and the reverence. But as soon as he took a, be- a bite out of that apple, him and Eve hiding out in the bushes. Now, that was the other fear. That was being right. afraid now that they knew what that was. So that's why our relationship with him should always be like a, a relationship of a little child coming, waiting for their the daddy or mom, daddy to come home. Right. Jesus says that, be innocent as a child to enter the kingdom of God, right? You know it. And there was a reason for it. Right. So, get those messages. Yeah, we got two more from Colleen. Yeah. You see, any given thought, moment, action, we make a choice. And we choose love or we choose fear. And if we choose fear, it's only to come back and say, oh, I should have chose the love. All that stuff and all the things it costs, it is all fear-based. Right. Right, that's very true. It's very true. Those uh, emotions are fear-based, not love-based. Let's see. So, be uh, keep in mind, guys, that we might, me and Jab Morris, might have a future talk on Catholicism versus Protestant and the differences between the two. We'll do a part two of that at some point because we had a list we were going through, but um, we need to get through the rest of that list on another show. Probably won't do that today, but we'll do it at some point. Yep, definitely. Yep. Um, it, it, interesting talk. 
and it's a little different than some of the other talks were. And we have to make sure we understand that the dip, a lot of the difference between the two are basically just um, man-made differences. While some things I don't agree with, uh, well, and I think biblically I don't agree with. Right. But, hey, right. as long as we, we keep the focus on the most important thing, that's um, um, El Shaddai, Elohim, Jehovah, Right, y'all. Whatever you want right. however you want to pronounce the catch your grandma's hand. Right. That's what's yep. important. The most yep. important. And of course, because Jesus gave himself as a sacrifice, the only way to reach the Father is through him. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So let's check this out. We got deep rich coming in. Hey, what's up, guys? Working, listening to your show, getting some knowledge from you guys. Uh, yeah, Um, I, I agree about love, and sometimes, you know, just because you don't say you love something doesn't show that you love it. You know, if some good dude is uh, working his nine to five, but he can't wait to come home, open up that case, wrap his arm up and shoot that heroin in him. That's love. He loves that heroin, you know. So if you can't, uh, I'm assuming then if you, if you can't wait to get home, open up that Bible, learn some more, listen, to, listen to, um, you know, preachers preach about it, things like that. then you don't really love it. You're just going through the motions, you know. So, so I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, he hit, he hit nail on the head. Let's let let's take a minute real quick. And and I I have a question along the same lines because when it says um, God loved a certain people and then also hated a certain people, some people say it's translated wrong. Like he didn't hate them. Like it more, it's more like he. Like they didn't follow him, or he didn't agree with what they did. I don't know. What do you feel about love and hate? How it's in the Bible? How it's described? If God can God hate a group of people? You know, I guess that's my question. What do you guys think? Hmm, that's a good question. What would you say, uh, Jabari? Because I have somewhat of an answer. I, for I would, that. My my fear, my thing is re is real simple. God doesn't really hate people. However, he he hates sin because sin is going against what he said, his ways in place. So when you get into sin so deep that you have made yourself irredeemable, then he's liable to destroy you. And you see so many cases in the Bible that he destroys whole nations, not because just the Israel was his chosen people, but they were people that were, were horrible, horrible sinners that did horrible things like child sacrifice and, you know, you know, all kind of um, what, what is it like? Um, ritualized prostitution, right? And stuff like this. These and then you know, you know, homosexuality to the point where you try to rape other men, stuff like that. Yeah, and that that yeah, reminds me of. Um, Here's um, what I mean about. Here's what I think about. Abomin hold on, let me see. Okay. Yeah. Here's what I think. Yeah. When, when God talks about abominations, I think what is abomination is not so much that you committed the sin, it's when you decide to wallow in the sin. And you try you start lifting that sin up to to the point that you you basically throwing it back in God's face. Oh, look what I'm doing. I don't care what you say. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this anyway. That he hates. Not the person, but the fact that you sin and you're sinning willfully with no care of what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. 
Right, it's the saying, keep the sin, not the sinner, right? Mm-hmm. But if the sin, but if the sinner is the, if the sinner has chosen not to not to um, repent, then at some point God says, "Hey, right." Yeah, that's why you saw the acts of wrath so much in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, you see more of the past of wrath, where He leads people to be retrobates. Yeah, destroy people utterly like you did before. Right, right, and it's also like he says he doesn't say he hates the people, but he hates what he hates the sin. Like in Leviticus, um, somewhere in Leviticus, he talks about uh, like uh, witchcraft, abomination, sorcery, stuff like that. That's detestable to the Lord. He hates those things, and uh, it's because he hates those sins. Doesn't mean he hates those people. You know what I mean? That's in Leviticus and Deuteronomy, I think. Yeah. And that's the thing. We have to understand. And I think you have a lot of atheists and agnostics and people who turn, you know, turn it back to the truth. And they say, oh, why would you serve a mean God like that? No, you're not getting the point. Because he's the creator of everything. There's no reason for anybody to serve anything other than him. Right. So when you go off choosing to take idols and say, oh, these idols are the gods, these idols are the things that save us, these idols are the reason why we have prosperity, that makes God angry. Just like if you're a parent and you don't raise your child, right, and then when they get of age, they... They could sit up here and they deny they, they deny that you ever did anything for them. That's gonna make you angry. Right. But that's this is a whole other level because God created everything. Literally everything. So when you when you do stuff like that, it just really angers him. Because there's no way in the world you can justify that at all. Your thoughts? Right. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how do you justify it? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. you don't respect the fact that you didn't get somewhere by yourself. That, that you, you don't have the ability to get anywhere by yourself. Right. This world is such an individualistic world. Individualistic world, yeah, that's what we live in. Well, we all want to say, Oh, this is how we got there. Like, look at something like capitalism, which so much praises individualism, even though there's no way to have it without people cooperating. Right, we, we need group cooperation, we can still retain our individuality, but we need group cooperation and uh, understanding. To have a a better society, I guess. Definitely. But that's the reason why we have to work to get ourselves straight because when we aren't right, everything around us falls apart. Right. Like you never heard of a um 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have to have that strong foundation in the Lord. That's the only place we can have a strong foundation. Everything else on this earth is temporary. Right. Even the earth itself is temporary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's um, a good point, yeah. You know that stars can be born and stars can fizzle out. Yeah. The stars aren't permanent either. Nope. Nope, nothing's permanent. Everything's temporary. As you Except, said. Except God. Like, yeah, because the, even the universe um, can uh, go into that, that state. I can't remember the name now. That state of expansion where um, it, it, like, goes dark. The, the dark age of the universe. Um, so, what so that... Yeah. At the point of a full entropy. Yeah. Entropy, yeah. And um it's also like uh when that that's gonna be very, that's gonna be in like a billion years though. It's gonna be much beyond our lifetime. Hey, yeah, I like the title. Keeping it in order. I, I mean, I'm all about order, I, and in and, and in the Bible, it's all about order too. You know, um, if uh, <laughs> I mean, there's natural order. You can see it written in nature too. So, um, you know, if uh, <laughs> if um, oh, I do have a question too. What about when some people say uh, the the good and evil in this world is also order and is and is in in balance. It's like you need, like the like the leopard needs to chase down the the antelope or whatever, kill it and eat it. Is that and that's somehow also the order of nature and order of God. Um, so is there or is there built in evil with us right now for humans? But but it's the it's the natural order of things. God's order of things. Do, what do you guys think about that? Okay, I have a question. I have an answer for that. Um, an exhortation on that I've read and stuff. It's like God did not create evil. First of all, evil was a result of, of free free will and free choice. So, so with saying that, it's the understanding that man made their own decisions and made the made evil decisions that they decide to be evil. It's not part of the natural order. Everything that is good is God. So all all goodness is is within God. So if, if all goodness was within God, then there wouldn't be evil in the first place. If we all were focused on God, you know what I mean? I can't disagree. You, you pretty much put it right now. I wouldn't have anything to answer that. That mean. Yeah. Because that, that, that's what comes to mind when, when Deep Rich um, asks that question. Because, yeah, evil is not necessary for our survival or our uh, universe. Mm-hmm. It's not necessary. We don't need evil in the world, really. No one needs yep. evil part of the natural order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a leopard, t- a leopard hunting has nothing to do with good or evil. That's a leopard eating. That's it. Right. The difference between the natural order, that's the reason why 
God didn't make a prohibition against human beings killing animals and eating them. Yeah, there is a natural order. Yeah. Is that but see is, is eating animals evil? We um we, we, we can't no. really say that's evil, it's respectable I and mean, really. No, it's, it's not. not no. No, it's not. It's not, yeah. But killing too many animals that you aren't going to eat, that's evil. That is evil, yeah. Killing animals for pleasure is evil, hundred percent. Exactly. That's a bit different. Yeah, in that case, we shouldn't be killing plants. We shouldn't harvest them because they're living things too. Right. And I know a lot of people say, well, plants, don't, plants can't cry, plants can't yell. Actually, they find out they do. When you cut stuff, you can hear noises. <laughs> okay. They release pheromones. So, so for all your... Um, you know, the people who choose not to eat, eat um, animal flesh because they say, oh, they only hurt animals. Plants are hurt when you hurt them, too. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, that's very true, yeah. That yeah. Uh, plants have, they could say plants could have emotions as well, or for all we know, who knows? But they definitely have reactions to negative stimuli, for sure. Right. They have yeah, they have reaction. They're they're in a lower like level of consciousness is a way to put it. But they uh also release pheromones as you said, so they're still kind of conscious in a way. Well at least they have a reaction. They have reaction, right. Mm-hmm. The the plant grows towards sunlight because it knows it needs to grow to that to get stronger. Mm-hmm. Grow bigger. And the yeah. roots and the roots always grow towards um where they find moisture from. Right. So they definitely react to their environment. While they might not quote unquote think. Most animals don't quote unquote think. <laughs> right. They just act on instinct. Yeah. Okay. Same thing that plants are acting on. Plants don't have a neural system. That their, their system is totally chemical. You know, it's funny because humans do the same thing. We act on instinct. But what we need to do is we need to stop acting on instinct and act on intuition and act by and act by God. Act on faith. Faith in God. Act not on faith, faith on, in God. on man. On not faith in faith God. In stuff. Not faith on stuff. Not faith on people. But faith in God. Right. So that's, that's keeping it in order. <laughs> yeah, keeping it in order. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what you guys are saying is having my brain going to cool new places and also disturbing places. It's like, why, if it's okay to kill um, animals to eat, if it's okay to, you know, kill plants and, and pl- but <laughs> why do these entities, plants and animals, cry out when we when we do kill them? It's like, it, it's now <laughs> the, the way now that I'm hearing that it sounds so wrong. Like, why are they? What's with the pain receptors? Maybe there's like some kind of natural reason for it. Like if um, if an animal's eating it, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's the reason because because if they're here for us to eat, they should just take it. Just you know, just take it. I guess they know their purpose. Get killed and we eat them. But the fact that they cry out is almost saddening. <laughs>
Hey, just because something is sad doesn't mean it's evil. We have to, you have to di- differentiate between sad things and evil things. Right. So okay. yeah, to see to see to see a lion grab grab a little uh, a little deer by his neck and break his neck is sad, but it's not evil. That's that's coming to the natural order of things. For a human to take a bird and shoot it and, and uh, cut off his neck and then cook it up. It's part of the natural order of things that we know it's part of the natural order of things. Because when we go back to Genesis and we read that once God made man, he placed him in the garden, and then he, which was his home, and then he gave him a test. And that was to name the things in the garden. Now the catch right. was once he named it, he had responsibility for it. So in order for man to live, he had to eat and he had to drink. And God gave him the ability to use the plants, the plants in the garden, and to eat them. That's a I don't know about the animals. I, now, mm-hmm. as far as the animals, they don't really mention too much about him eating animals. But I think that happened because of the original scene. Because we don't hear they talk about um, human and, and animals until they commit the original scene and God cursed them, and then. He, he gave them clothing, which was hides of animals. That's the first time we hear about animal death in the Bible. Okay. So it's probably like one of those things that is okay, but maybe God didn't originally want, want to be that way. But there's not enough talk about it later on in the Bible to know that he doesn't want Well, actually, we know that we can eat anything basically after you read um, uh, one of, which one of Paul's letters that was. Was that Galatians uh, again? I think um, it might have been Galatians, yeah. I think the one you're talking about. Galatians yeah. or Ephesians or one of them, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you talked about it's not what comes into a man that defiles him, but what comes out of a man that defiles him. Right. Right. So, the case with defile, in that case, though, if what comes out of you is what defiles you, that means that you are already defiled. So what could be in you that's defiled? And that come out. Hmm. Oh, I know. Your heart. That's what's wrong. You got a dirty heart. And people with dirty hearts do dirty actions and say dirty words. I would say that the mouth is not even the gateway to the mind, but it's a gateway to the heart. Wow. That's that's powerful, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why the tongue has so much power over life and death. When you think about it, the mind is just part of, part. you know, that's part of what you call, quote, unquote, the soul. And the spirit is separate. So if you're, if you're, you have a dirty spirit, then you have a dirty mouth. People with clean spirits don't have clean, don't have dirty mouths. <laughs> yeah. How can a will, how can a will have clean and dirty? And again, Paul talking about it again, talking about that. How can a, how can a, um, one thing here, blessings and curses come out of it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, how can you be so double-minded? How can you be like the Laodiceans who are, who are neither hot or cold but lukewarm? Right, we talked about, be, uh, I think, uh, being double-minded. Or I remember talking about yeah. that. Yeah, well, all, all of this flows out of one thing and one thing only. Not right. keeping the proper right. order of things. If you kept the proper order of things, 
the, ch the church at Laodicea would have known that stuff don't justify anything. If you kept the proper order of things, you know that your heart must be pure and because you should be surrendering to God on a daily, hourly, secondly basis so that the Holy Spirit can inhabit where your heart is currently and to clean it up. And then that way you'll be in proper order. Order. Right. Father, Son, Spirit, Human. That's the order of things. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that is. That is. That is and, the, and that's, and that's how you can tell. Because here, here, here's what each one gives. The Father gave us mercy. So we remember, we remember from Genesis that the wages of sin is death. Right. And that he said, if you eat this, if you eat off of this tree of life, I mean tree of knowledge, you will surely die. So because they ate off the fruit, we've been in a state of spiritual death ever since. Yep. So yeah. So God, once you recognize him, he gives you mercy. So now you don't have to pay that wage that you so much deserve. Then you, when you come, then you get to the son. The son has the grace because he died on the cross as a sacrifice so that we all can have the grace of everlasting life. That's something we don't deserve because of him. We're there to send us. But God gave it to us anyway because we believe in his son. Who he, who, as John 3.16 says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believe in him should not perish. They have everlasting, have life. everlasting life. Right. It's a, I have that on my shirt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a powerful, probably the most mm -hmm. popular verse in the Bible. Yeah. Yes, it definitely is. Yeah. And then you need, then the next step is the spirit. Okay. Now that you have, now that you went from from being a sinner man, you become a repentant man. Now you went to a, a repentant man to a born again man. Now it's time for you to become a, a, a um. Or overcoming man by the means of the Holy Spirit, so that now that you don't you don't took on you don't you don't repent of your sins, which puts you in right with your Father, you you don't accept that Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, which puts you right with the Son. And then once you do that, then it's time for then once you decide to pray and to fast and to read His Word, now that puts you in line with the Spirit. Right. Right, definitely, yep. So once the man does that, and he's right, then he can establish a family that is not proper. Because once the man has the order, the man, just like God gave Adam order, he gave him a place to live at, he gave him a job, and he gave him, and he gave him substance. So Adam, 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 Adam could live. Adam could work, and he had and he had responsibility. Right. Once he had all that together, then he was ready for a wife. <laughs> right. He was fulfilled within himself, and then he was ready for a partner. Exactly. Exactly. So that that's something we should remember when keeping the proper order. Talk about keeping order. You shouldn't even be going out there searching for a mate if you know you're not living your life right. Right. That's, because that's if a, you're not living your life right, there's nine to ten 
Nine out of ten times, it's going to be hard. Now, I'm not saying it's always going to work like that. Because sometimes, uh, and I'm to be honest, my case was an exception. To God be the glory. That, and me finding my now current wife, that it, when we found each other, or should I say God put us together, because that's what happened, it drew both of us closer to him. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, um, we're going to have, yeah, we might, uh, I might have to do, I know my wife's itching to do this um, pod. So we probably might do, do it, not this Wednesday, maybe another Wednesday. And we might actually talk about our story. Okay, yeah, I'll definitely tune into that. Yeah, that, that should be a good show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either, either directly the story or in terms of kingdom marriage, the story. One yeah, two. it's like what Bree and DCR are doing too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely very interesting. Well, clear this story. You just gonna blow your mind. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure it would. Yeah. <laughs> Once we got together, we, we well, we didn't keep the order exactly, and, but our hearts were going stronger and stronger towards him. So that when we decided to, when we were able to get things straight, yeah, yeah, we could get them straight. But I, I told her a long time ago, even I told her maybe a year or two before, or like maybe a year. Before we actually got married on paper, that I consider her my wife, and then we just had to do it legally because you know we have to do because that's one of those things. Yes, we do have to follow man's law as well as we follow God's law. They they because God gave man dominion, He gave those people dominion. Not all laws, of course, are right though, but the, you know if it's not something that's going to cause you. To break God's law, then you need to follow man's law. Right. As long as man's law is not against God's law, you follow it. Yeah. That's keeping the order. That's keeping things in order again. Keeping things in order, right? Keeping in order, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, that order should it should be should be our foundation. Yeah, exactly. And the foundation is the man keeping order with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And then him establish a family where he where he he where he shows himself as the head and the one the woman's right under him, but equal but while they have different roles, they're equal. And see that's the that's the case. Men don't have understand. It's right. just like Jesus is I'm explaining to you really simple. Jesus is equal to God, but he, like you said in the Bible, they say he lowered himself to a way to be, to be his, um, in order to be a savior for us. He's equal than he's equal to the he's equal to the Father, but different than the Father, right? Because of what he did, is the same thing like like a man and a woman. A man has a certain title as the head of the family, but he's still equal to his wife. Right. They just have slightly right. different roles. And, it, and it, here's the funny thing. If you think about it, 
and you want to keep proper order, the thing in our society that talks about women raising the children ain't exactly biblical either. In a way, if you really pay attention, yes, women women did um, you know breastfeed. Yes, they did cook for them. But the, if you look in the Old Testament, in the New and in the New Testament, if you really want to see it, the man is supposed to be the spiritual head of the family. No, so that's right. Yeah, it's, it's, order, it's in the, the New man Testament. Is supposed to, yeah. Yes. Yeah, the man is supposed to be the one. I'm saying you, it shouldn't be your wife sitting up there saying prayer, pray, 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 and you ain't never praying. It shouldn't be you. It shouldn't be the wife and the children leaving you at home at church because you want to watch the football game. Right. The man is supposed to be the spiritual head of his house. And if a man doesn't is the spiritual head of his house, he don't need to claim to be any other kind of head either. <laughs> I know it might upset some other men, but that's the truth. If you're not the spiritual head of your house, you ain't the head of your house, period, any other kind of way either. Right. The order is the head the head of man is Christ. The the head of woman is man. And it goes in that order, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Although they are equal, just like Christ is equal to the Father. But the Father right, but that, has a different, all equal, a different right? title that's above. That's like, right. well, I wouldn't say even above, but it's, they have a different function. Man and the woman are equal, but they have a different function. And the function mm-hmm. of a woman is easy. It's really un- easy to understand. A woman is something that's supposed that when you feed a man, the man, he feeds this woman with love and with um with the word and everything, and she's supposed to take it and nurture it and multiply it. But that's right. a woman's role is to be an incubator. Uh, before I get further, let me see what Anna K got to say. The head of woman is man. Wow. Not sure if I, I like the way that's worded. Oh, and 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 okay, thanks for your message. I'm gonna explain it to you. Listen here. God is the head of all, but God and Jesus are equal. Because even even speaks about that in the Bible. A man is the head of the household, but the man and the woman are equal. See, right. It's about the title. Not about what actually goes on. They have different roles. But not that doesn't mean that the man is supposed to rule over the woman with an iron fist. It means that the, the man, in terms of you looking at God's upside down kingdom, the man is supposed to be the lead servant in the house. If the man is not the lead servant in the house, the man is out of order. Because in God's king, upside down kingdom, God was the lead servant. You know how he was the lead servant? He created everything. So he, he was the lead servant. The next lead servant is Jesus. Because Jesus died for everybody. Mm-hmm. And then the Holy right. Spirit comes right behind him because the Holy Spirit comes in, powers the lives of people who accept them. So right. that's what right. I mean. So I hope, I hope that's her again so she can understand. Oh, there's yeah. somebody else. Um, that makes more sense but correct me if i'm wrong but um didn't you just say that the woman should also get her get the word from the man and then she should nurture it in love or i'm not too sure what you said but i think it was along the line it was along those words 
<laughs> okay, let me explain. Okay, so the man being the spiritual head, he's supposed to take guidance from the Holy Spirit through through Jesus who came through the Father. And in that guidance, with him being the spiritual leader of his home, he is supposed to serve his wife by giving him the knowledge that God has given Now, in terms of, once he does that, he puts that into the woman, the woman grows it and gives it back to him greater than what he gave to her. That's how, that's the proper function of things. I know it's an interesting spiritual thought about it, but um, if you ever heard of Miles Monroe, you should look up one of his sermons because he was okay. one of the big, the big leaders on the deck. And he's from the Bahamas, so you should know that, Queen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think N Y L E S. Yeah, Monroe, M M U N R O E. Okay. And when he says it like that, it makes so much sense. And then you can understand why a woman is actually equal to a man, even though a man, they have different they have different roles. Roles. Different roles, right. And it's true that women are nurturers and they are growers. Because you think about it in agrarian societies while the men went off the hunt. The women was the ones taking care of, of the gardens and, and you know hunting, you know, getting fruits and berries and stuff, right? Right. So gathering, right. But when the man came back with a with a bit with a with a hog, a wild hog, she took the wild hog and turned it into a meal, right? Right. Great. But then think about it, when a man and a woman know each other, she takes his seed as what she has, and it becomes a whole baby, right? Right. And when a man really loves his wife, she gives him back so much respect and adoration that he doesn't he doesn't even know how to act. Now, on the other hand, if your man is out of order and the man starts talking bad about his woman, and then she's gonna incubate that and, and turn it back around and give him back purity hell. And it's not because the woman had hell in her, it's because the man uh, fed her hell, and she nurtured it, and she nurtured it, and made it much worse. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> that's why you can't. That's why you rarely hear examples of a good man with a bad woman. Have you? How many times have you ever heard of that? A good man with a bad woman. I've heard of it. Yeah, but not too often, though, right? Not not too often. Yeah. But you've seen plenty of cases where a good man has got to a good woman, and the next thing you know, the good woman ain't a good woman no more, is it? Because right. he gave her he gave her issues, and she incubated those issues, and now those issues have grown to be much worse than what they were. That's understanding. That's yeah. understanding natural order of things. Yeah, that's women have a power. Of, a women have a power of growing things that men don't have. Right. That's right. why. That's why the woman is meant to be the quote unquote help meet. Doesn't mean that the man rules over the woman. It means that the man is supposed to give to the woman, and the woman's supposed to give it back to him, but much larger. So when you do it that in a positive way, that's how you get power couples. Right. That's true. That is true, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then when you do it in a negative way, that's how you get Jerry Springer <laughs> and, and Mario Povich 
right. in all these other shows. <laughs> because that means the man didn't keep it in order, but the natural order of things still rules that whatever a man gives to a woman, she's going to multiply and give it back to him. That's the natural order of things. Right. 100%. So in order to keep it in order, the man's got to be right. And see, I'm, uh, what I'm saying this here because you know, in a lot of Christian churches, quote unquote, uh, some, I might even say not even Christian church, but quote unquote Christian churches, that a lot of them preach that the man is over the woman and that the woman is supposed to be subservient. No, she's supposed to respect the husband. The husband is supposed to love the wife. So if the husband loves the wife, the wife takes that love, she incubates it, and then hands him back respect. Hmm. Right. So mm. when you see a disrespectful woman to a, her husband, there's a there's a 99% chance there's something the man is doing wrong. And the man is actually at fault. That, that, that's hmm. true. That is true, yeah. Mm-hmm. You see that a lot, yeah. Yep. So back to my ladies, I'm not saying that the, the, when I say a man is over a woman, I don't mean it in terms of the fact that he is um, superior to a woman. No, he's not. They have different roles. The man is supposed to receive the word of God, receive the letter of God, receive the Holy Spirit. He's supposed to take that and give it to his woman. And that she incubates. And that's how they grow together. Right. Right. And that's keeping the natural order of things. It's keeping it in order, 100%. Uh But alas, um, who else is here right now? Does anybody have any questions about this? I would love to hear what you think. Yeah, ask away, guys. We saw... Still be here for a little bit. So I wish the la- I wish the ladies were still here because I would love to get more questions from them. Yeah, I wish they were too. Yeah, I wanted to get more questions from them. Hear hear what they had to say. Yeah, because you gave no, a really good I explanation. I completely agree with your explanation. That that's how I would explain it, but you explained it much better than I can. Yeah. So, well, I think the the in a in a if you in a marriage and the marriage falls apart is most likely the man that was their fault. Right. Because there's something he wasn't doing right. Not all the time. I ain't going to say 100% of the time. I would say 80 to 90% of the time is what the man has done. Yeah. It's usually the case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it was a good show we had today. We had a nice little interesting talk, but um, okay. oh, yeah. we got a message. That's what we got here. Seems to be a lot of man bashing here. Uh, I don't, I don't get that. I don't get why you're so hung up on bashing men. Uh, I don't know. This is a man's world, you know, created by. We live in a a world created by men, and I don't know why you're bashing men so much. Hmm. Hey, Dirk. Um, in case I'm a dick. I'm sorry. In case you don't understand, this is a 
bit of a spiritual talk. So this is about keeping it in order. And in this case, if we look at the order of things that man has done in this world, the evils that they have, the most of the evils that have been committed in this world have been done by men, not by women, but by men. This is not man bashing. This is this is imploring men and women to follow the order of things that God has said. And if a man is not getting himself spiritually in line, then he's liable to commit some atrocities, whether at a small level or a greater level. But again, it's on the man because the man is set to be the one who receives things from God. And if he doesn't receive it from God, then he's going to receive it from another spiritual source. And that's where the root of everything is. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Uh-huh. To say that most evil has been done by man um, in this world just proves my point that this is a man's world. Of course, most good things and most bad things have been done by us because we rule the world. It's just common sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. I have to go too, so it's all good. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to close on this topic. I just want to say that, hey, I get where you're going at, Dick, but this is not a man's world. This is God's world. And the fact that you say it's a man's world showing shows that you need to examine what we're talking about. The topic is keeping it in order. So if, if this is a man's world, this man needs to keep his order in correct, which it gets back in order, which is the fall of God and to follow Jesus and let Holy Spirit into his life. Therefore, when the man rules this world, he will rule it justly and with love and not rule it with, with hate and envy and strife. That's how we change this world. We change it one man at a time, one woman at a time, one child at a time. But you only change it when you understand the proper order of things. God first. The Bible was written by man and it was written um, placing man at the hierarchy, at the top of the food chain. The women came from the rib. Women are the, the shoulders. You know, the man's the head. The Bible was written from a man's perspective uh, from a, uh, about a man's world. I don't, I don't see how you don't get that. I don't see how you don't see... Uh, you know where we're at. I don't know why you want to be such a feminist when uh, it's un- unnecessary and seems disingenuous a little bit, especially from a religious man. Well, this is the easy answer to that. Dick, I am not a religious man. I'm a spiritual man. Hey, be in your whole thing that you talked about. You missed the whole point of the conversation. The whole point of conversation isn't the man being over the woman. It's the God above everything, and that's the order of things. And you didn't mention God the whole time, and that's the point. We need to reestablish our relationship with God, and then the order will be restored. On that note, yeah. our prayers are, oh, Heavenly Father, we give you all the glory and we give you all the praise.
We know, Lord, that you have created this universe. Therefore, you are a Lord of order. Lord. You wrote these laws for us to follow, O oh Lord. You gave us, O oh Lord, your inspired word to men in order to write it down so that we would have our basic instructions before we leave this earth, O oh Lord. And we just want to give you all the glory and all the praise, O oh Lord, for giving us this daily bread, O oh Lord, so that we can understand more and more on how to keep things in proper order, O oh Lord, that you are the head and that you gave your only begotten son for our salvation and that your only begotten son gave us a path through the Holy Spirit to have power to come into God, O oh Lord, for you. He said, oh, Lord, that greater are the things that you would do than the things that I would do. And we understand that because to do so, we have to be in order. And we give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. 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 You want to put that last message before we go? No. You agree? Yeah, we don't have to. Yeah. All right. God bless you. God bless you, brother. We'll we'll set up that part two soon. All right. Bye bye. Okay. See you.